What if everything came with a free Star Wars audiobook from Audible? Like at the cantina. I'll take a half-calf spotchka. Lightweight. Here's your free audiobook download for Master and Apprentice from Audible. Or getting your pod racer serviced. My pod racer needs upgrades to the coupling and stabilizer. And here's your free audiobook download for Resistance Reborn from Audible. Life in the galaxy doesn't work that way, but there is one place you can go where you can get a free Star Wars audiobook from Audible. And that's utini.com slash audible. Click the Audible logo and start your 30-day free trial, which includes a free audiobook download. So visit utini.com slash audible and get your free Star Wars audiobook download today. I'm Rebecca Roanhorse, author of Resistance Reborn, and you are listening to the Living Force Podcast. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. Thank you, Ambassador. But my place is with my people. A Utini production. We must keep our faith in the Republic. Episode 79, Project Stardust Origins. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. On this episode, the Utini crew chats with the people behind Project Stardust. So good to have you back. And now, here are your hosts. This is a ship that made the Kessel Run in 14 parsecs. Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, and Wes Jenkins. May the Force be with you. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Living Force. Oh, we missed you all. It's Monday night. Things are right as they should be. We are live here on twitch.tv slash utini underscore us. I am one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson. And joining me after so long, after a long exodus, is Dr. Corey Helton. Hey, man. Hello, not long enough, I'm afraid. <laughs> I know, you'll be gone again soon. But for now, you're back on the show, you're back in our lives. Uh, also with us tonight, of course, is the man behind the keys, Wes Jenkins. Hello, man. Hello, how's everybody doing? Oh, better now that I've heard your luxurious tones in my ears. <laughs> but uh, we do not have Dr. Charles Hankel. He is in a coma of pleasure after the Miami Heat made the NBA Finals. So instead... <laughs> We have uh, two of the wonderful creators from Project Stardust, uh, a site and collected that we are so excited to talk about tonight. First, we have Stephanie. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. Can't wait to talk about all things Stardustian. And, of course, we have the heralded creator of Project Stardust, the Lightspeed Skipping host herself, Meg Dowell! Hello, hello, it's me, I'm back. It's been so long since I've seen you. I know, my gosh, Corey was gone, so we just got to hang out, and it was lovely. Uh, if this is your first time uh, watching the show, welcome! We are the Living Force Podcast, the podcast of utini.com, where we talk about the Star Wars Expanded Universe, we got book reviews, we got collections... We got articles. We got love. We got love. That's really the key. It makes the world go around, so I've heard. Jesus, uh, I go away for two weeks. I come back. Eric's hair is blue, and he's a giant hippie, of course. Like, what that the heck? is it. We do host this Hippie Love live stream show every Monday night at Twitch uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern time. The audio podcast version is released Thursday for our lovely patrons at patreon.com slash utini and Fridays on iTunes. Thanks for joining everyone in the chat. Looks like we got some new people in here. Hi. Welcome. Um, yo, how you doing? How is everyone tonight? Let's start there. How are you? Pretty good. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I can't say my go-to statement because Wes called me out for it earlier. <laughs> Did he? You should be like, you know, well, hydrated, hydrated, feel good, powerful. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. 
Uh, well, I am glad to be here. Uh, tonight, as we said, we are going to be talking to these wonderful creators all about their project, Project Stardust, about how it got started, about uh, what a magnificent part of the community it is, the kind of community they hope to build and flourish. Uh, but before that, we're going to talk about a little bit of Star Wars news, if you will, because, y'all, we took a week off last week. Uh, it was hard. I missed everyone. We did release an interview with Mark Thompson, uh, heralded narrator of Thrawn Ascendancy, Chaos Rising, plug for next week's roundtable episodes. But we did not go live, and um, the Mandalorian trailer dropped. So, <laughs> not our best move. Not, not, <laughs> not, like, the one event Star Wars people have been waiting for, for months. Well, there's no good time to take a vacation, because, like, they just drop stuff without any notice. <laughs> yeah. So, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> Never wow. go on vacation, I guess. Well, that sounds horrid. Uh, inst- you know what wasn't horrid, though, was this trailer. So I want to go around, run Robin style. Uh, Stephanie, I want to start with you. What were your initial reactions to the glory, leading the witness, that was the Mandalorian Season 2 trailer? Just excitement. Just finally getting something to see that we're going to see. And also, like, Baby Yoda, is he oh. going to get more adorable in Season 2? Is that possible? Because when he hides in his little, like, <laughs> thing when Mando starts shooting up the place, as Mando, Mando does, like, I just love it. And also the memes of, like, 2020 and, like, hiding, it's just, it's all so perfect. Infinite There's... meme potential, really, is what Yoda is for, the baby. The baby Yoda. Uh, or, sorry, the child. It's the child, child everyone. It's not Baby Yoda. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, um, whatever. Yeah, no, I, I loved that, that that moment of him just hiding does really feel uh, identifiable in the climate we're currently in. Um, Meg, what'd you think? Listen, it's fine that we didn't get anything about the Darksaber at all in the trailer. <laughs> it's fine. As long as we get a lot of it in the actual season. Um, there we go. <laughs> because it's it's the best thing about all these shows in Star Wars, in my opinion. So as long as uh, there's plenty of that. And also, um, along with that, uh, Bo-Katan can show up anytime she wants to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am very interested to see how much kind of crossover we're going to have in Mando Season 2. Because I know we all love the, the original stuff in Mando Season 1. I mean, Baby Yoda being the most obvious of all of it. I think the show was uh, at its peak when it was original, which you can hear more of on Bounty Hunt, our Patreon-exclusive UTNE podcast, which will be coming back for season two. Um, but there could be a lot of cool crossover. I completely agree. I think that a lot of the planets, like some people thought we saw Ilum, maybe Lothal, uh, mm. a lot of cool possibilities. Corey, you were gone. You were on a mountain, I assume, with no internet or electricity, uh, commuting with the animals on vacation. But when you got back, did you watch the trailer? <laughs> I did watch the trailer. I think I was still on night shift at the time, and I woke up to all caps text message from Eric that says, this is the way. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. So I knew what happened immediately as soon as I saw the text and Mm. pulled it up and watched it. It it looks, it looks a lot of fun. Like, um, I think that the show like takes a lot of risk and Mm -hmm. and looks like they're going to go kind of new places. I love that the humor looks like it's still going to be there. That that was part of the first season. For sure. Baby Yoda punching the <laughs> the little clothes, the bassinet thing was, was fantastic. So I'm excited. I can't believe we're already here. Like, it really seems like we were just here not that long ago, and now it's already back. So yeah, I'm excited. 
Do we know I, how many seasons they're going to be like? Like, like they've not really announced that, have they? No, I don't at least so. four, I think, now. Giancarlo Esposito, who, like, bless his heart, not so good at the Star Wars secret thing in interviews, it seems, <laughs> um, is, is pretty uh, is pretty vocal about that Series 4 has already been talked about, I think. And let's be honest, it's, it's as long as they make they make a lot of money. So I think it'll be a while. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it'll be a lot. Uh, obviously, COVID... It's amazing that with COVID and the world as it is, they still made a second entire season within a year. I think yeah, it's pretty nuts. Yeah, I think that we get spoiled with Star Wars content sometimes. Like, there's so much. There's shows and books and movies that were like, oh, I have to wait a year. And then we have the people that were like, lived through the Dark Ages that are like, oh, a year. <laughs> oh, no. I can't struggle. believe it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was great. Wes, did it? Yes. What did this do to you? Did it? Did it gird your loins? Did it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to get that. Well, I missed you. I gotta account, get personal. <laughs> on account of uh, yeah, buttermilk on my thighs. No. Um, yeah. Oh, oh wow. This is Utini game night right now. What? On account of being Star Wars nerd, I'm also a pro wrestling mark. So that would be maybe person Jedi that we saw as spot on. That's Sasha Banks. That's got to be her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was in the hood. I'm really interested to see how she's going to be involved because she was gone for, I don't know, like when she was on Raw, that's wrestling for, that's a wrestling show, comes on Mondays. Monday nights, Um, I know that. (laughs) But (laughs) she was gone for a good 8 to 12 weeks, maybe a little longer, like they wrote her off the storylines, and she was out doing this, so I wonder... I wonder how many scenes. Well, what was her storyline when she was gone? Because I know they always have to have like a dramatic reason why she's gone. Oh, yeah, she hurt herself. She hurt, you know, there was like a knee issue. Hurt her knee. I don't know. Adam wait, will probably fact check me on that. I say, hold on. You have <laughs> professional wrestling, which is all about the hyperbolic <laughs> hero nature of like, oh, fighting and narrative. Oh, yeah. And then she's like, no, she got a knee injury. She'll be knee, back in like eight weeks. Knee, torn ACL, I, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that her character uh, in The Mandalorian Season 2 is 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 awesome. I bet she will. There's so much, like you were saying, Meg, that we haven't seen, like the Darksaber, which we know is involved. Uh, I, I'm going to throw out a quick shout-out for the fact that we got X-Wings, which as uh, anyone who's known me for any amount of time knows how much I love the ships and all Star Wars things. And, God, that moment where the X-Wings are, are flying after the Razor Crest in, in, in a TV show is... Yeah. It's sweet. It's so, it's sweet. It's so cool. It's so cool. It's I love just so cool. Any t- anytime you see any of the original stuff, like in new stuff, it's so cool. Like, I love Rogue One. You know how much I, I feel about that. So. I, just love Star- I love Star Wars, guys. I just I love Star Wars. I love it. That's where we are. Uh, and speaking of loving Star Wars, which is the dumbest segue on this podcast I could ever make. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of loving Star Wars, a thing that is great. Um, another cool thing happened this past week. We got a look into something that we love specifically here on The Living Force, as we are an extended universe podcast. The High Republic is coming, everyone. Uh, there are a couple advanced reader copies in the world I've seen on Twitter of Claudia Gray's novel and Justina Ireland's novel. They're not at my house yet. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, not that I had the FedEx person on speed dial now, but... Uh, we did get a design uh, from the High Republic, a lightsaber. Uh, one of the cross-hilt guard lightsaber designs came out. Did you guys see this? Yeah, I did. It looks sick. It looks, it looks sick. Awesome. It looks like it looks like Old Republic kind of stuff. Like it looks like what is it like retract or something? Like yeah, it's like when you when you light it up, it like 
Does this? Wow, audio, audio people. I, I made a little thing with my hands. I like put them apart like a butterfly. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looks. Like. It looks really cool. Like I, I'm glad that you know there was. I guess it, controversy might not be the right word to use. Like it was new and weird with Kylo Ren's lightsaber when mm-hmm. the sequel trilogy was announced and they showed it in the trailers and stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm excited to see alternative weird stuff. And we had all kinds of weird stuff in in Legends, like uh, light whips. And- yeah. Oh, do we? crazy stuff are there yeah, weird so. things in legends <laughs> yeah there That's was right. someone i saw in a i don't know it was a, a facebook group it, it, you don't care it was in something people were talking and a guy was like well that would not work in the first duel it would be cut off and it would not work at all and i'm like this is a space wizard story <laughs> there are flying whales that go through light speed yeah, the the not how that works argument is a pretty weak <laughs> argument when it comes to Star Wars. Also, have people not seen actual swords with crossguards? Right, like exactly. that's the feature of actual exactly, swords. and it's like so obvious. And I could go on a like medievalist tangent because like they talked about all of it being like the mm-hmm. Jedi's, the Knights mm-hmm. of the Round Table. And the lightsaber being Excalibur. And I'm sitting here going, okay, well, this is interesting. Like, are you going to do, like, is High Republic going to be, like, the high Middle Ages and Arthurian in the design? Whereas, like, everything has up to this point has been insular and early medieval. Even, like, Octu is, like, one of the most important early medieval sites. So I'm just like, yeah, it's a lightsaber. It's cool. Yes. But also yes. all the medieval things. All so, the things. uh... I'm very excited to have Stephanie back on our High Republic show next year. I think we're Uh, we're here, Eric. I I think we should see that. We're clearly not smart enough for this. Oh, my God. As as an Arthurian nerd myself, just just chills hearing about that. Also, quick shout out if y'all haven't uh, picked up Tracy Dion, a a up-and-coming Star Wars author, and from a certain point of view, Empire Strikes Back, uh, wrote a book called Legendborn that just came out, which is a YA Arthurian retelling. So, Arthur, Star Wars, it's all in there. Um, but I also wanted to call it this lightsaber we're talking on. If you haven't seen it, it's on StarWars.com. There's an article. Uh, it's Stellan Geos. Uh, it's his lightsaber, and it's going to be in the lightsaber book that's coming out uh, next month. One of those like reference books that has all the lightsabers in it. And I, I was really surprised that this thing, which I mean, the reference books are usually like movie things. You know, they're, they're TV shows, visual. Like, were you all shocked that they're putting a future book concept in a lightsaber book that has like kylo ren's lightsaber in it like that's amazing it's very surprising i don't know i'm still i still have the theory that like i don't know maybe some biggers at work here than just books and comics i would love to see something original come out of this era that'd be fantastic i don't care if it's a show or a movie or a game like i don't care just something beyond just books and comics would be really sweet well, I got to say, Stephanie, your talk about medieval Arthurian Star Wars has me wanting, like, Star Wars Assassin's Creed now. Like, I think it just fits. <laughs> so. <laughs> yes, it does. It works. Well, anything Star Wars and medieval, like, you can be like, how is this medieval? And I can probably come up with a tangent Excellent. about how it's medieval. It's Well, Star Wars has always been really inspired by, like, Greek mythology. So it would be it would be neat to see, like, complete other sort of mythology like that we really spend a lot of time drawing from. It'd be really fantastic. Yeah. I'm totally with you. And make it weird. Also, a while ago, I forgot to call <laughs> us out. Joxy, thank you for the bit. Uh, those people watching us on Twitch, you can give us bits, and they are things. Wes, you've been running Utini Game Night. What? What's bits? Bits, what is, bits are what like is tips. Bit? 
Bits are definitely like tips. Thanks for that one bit, Jose. Appreciate you. Really <laughs> keeping like, the lights on for us. It's like 0. 0.4 one, of a cent one, or something yes, like that. Yes, one bit is one cent, and we don't get all of it. <laughs> <laughs> this, we get a hay penny, sir. It's like you, you buy gas, and it's like it's like you know a dollar seventy three point nine nine seven. It's like really, really. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, tell you on Twitch. Yeah, I don't know. Throw it up. Why not? Uh, Joxy works for us. We can call him out if we want yeah. to. <laughs> you didn't have to do him like that. But you know who else helps us out? Um, our our lovely patrons. And I wanted to highlight here before we get into our uh, Stardust Talk Fully. A couple new patrons we got over the last couple weeks. We were not here last week. Uh, but thank you to Maggie Dickinson and Gia or Gaia. Like the Earth Mother, perhaps? Um, <laughs> thank you to both of you. For your patronage and also for existence, possibly. Um, we definitely appreciate you. Uh, welcome to the Patreon family. Uh, we'll talk at the end of the show about all the new stuff in Patreon. We move those updates later on because, again, new format. It's a new life. We want to get to our main topic now that I've had 16 minutes of intro. Uh, but before we, before we do, we also want to do one thing we love to do at this time. We love to highlight one patron every single week. Um, that's helping make the Uchini community great. So, Wes, if you wouldn't mind throwing it up to Carl Sander, this week's Patron of the Week. Hi there, I'm Carl. I'm a writer here at Uchini, and this week I'm humbled to be the Patron of the Week. Um, I'm just slightly too young uh, to remember theaters in 1977, but at the same time, I, I don't remember a time in my life without Star Wars. Uh, the movies have always been there, uh, the characters... Uh, my parents didn't quite indulge uh, my interest in the toys, um, and that, since it was before uh, internet and social media and things like Utini, I was kind of slow to find the books. But I did find uh, th some source books for the tabletop game, and that helped open my eyes into just how big this universe was, that it was something bigger that we'd seen on screen. Uh, I was in college on my way home uh, for a semester break when in an airport bookstore, I saw my man Freddie C's Trusha Bacora. And that was my uh, eye-opening moment that there was this thing as, as Star Wars novels. But at the same time, with too many credits per semester and, and then uh, going into the Navy and flight school, uh, I never had the time to, to follow that any further until many, many years later, uh, toward the end of my time in the Navy, and I finally was able to, to jump into this expanded universe of Star Wars books. Uh, like many folks, and perhaps many of you, I found that the sheer number of titles and you know, at that point, two different timelines, a little bit daunting, but that's when I heard this mid-school student on a podcast talking about his uh, Star Wars book box subscription plan uh, and, and other, other ways to make sense of all the content that was out there. At the same time, I was also uh, starting a second career as a freelance writer, and this same kid on the same podcast said his new enterprise is uh, welcoming content creators. So I signed up as a subscriber to the uh, Utini book box back when that was a thing, uh, and also signed on to be a writer. The rest is history. Uh, when the subscriptions went away, I uh, jumped on Patreon as soon as I can to, to help get the lights on and you know help give me a place where I get to write about Star Wars. Um, what I love most about all of this is honestly, you know, aside from the great stories and the sheer entertainment, is the relationships. Um, it matches the Star Wars theme of found family uh, in my personal life. You know, my wife walked down the aisle to the, the song from the end of episode four, uh, you know, the metal ceremony music. So um, 
you know, Star Wars is a part of my most important relationships. Her brother is even bigger fans. So, um, you know, I'm pretty sure no matter how much I annoy her, I'm safe. Um, beyond that, the friendships I've made, uh, I've had a chance to, to meet a lot of the folks in the Utini team in person, including Eric, Meg, Corey, and Caitlin. Uh, I even got to meet Frank over in Ireland. Uh, and, you know, beyond Utini, the chance to you know, hang out with 501st guys who came all the way from Australia to Chicago to hang out celebration. We got to hang out with them. Uh, and it's, it's such a cool thing that so many different folks, so many places and so many walks of life uh, are people we can bond with um, over something that we all love and enjoy. And it's been amazing. So thanks to Corey uh, for starting all this, uh, to folks like Eric and Meg for uh, letting me continue to uh, mash keys and make words. And to all of you, uh, our listeners and uh, readers and, and patrons, thanks for your support. And may the force be with you. Wow. Well, uh, huh. you guys are all fired, and uh, <laughs> Carl can just have <laughs> all of your jobs. Holy crap. Carl, that was like, like warm and fuzzy inside now, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for the kind words. Thanks, I love Carl. Man. Carl's such a cool guy. He's one of the only, Carl! actually, he might be he might be the only person on the team that Molto won a bunch of us have met. Yeah, like, that's what he was saying. With like, He's gone to Ireland. He's gone to Chicago. I met him in Seattle. Like, it, it it was great. Carl came out to actually when I when I met Carl, he came out to a play I was doing outdoors on the island he happened to live on. Um, crazily <laughs> oh, enough, yeah, I was on a summer theater contract, <laughs> and he happened to live on that same island off the coast of Seattle, which is maybe the most random thing possible. And he came and saw my show, and then we went for beers afterwards, and just chatted Star Wars for hours. And, and I gotta say, he picked up the tab because he's a good dude. Um, <laughs> And like what a guy. Carl, what a guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's hang out, Carl. I like to I like uh, talk about Star Wars. But yeah, so <laughs> to I mean to all to everyone in this community, like we this is why we do it. We we love the community, we love hanging out with you. And Carl, like, you're a part of this family just as much as, as anyone on this team, dude. And I'm so glad that you did come on uh the book boxes way back in the day. Um, that kid, that kid, that Corey, kid on man. A podcast. <laughs> it was only three years ago, Carl. I'm not that old, all right. <laughs> yeah, but you shaved back then, and it was not. That's, that's you true. know, that's true. Yeah. Old. Well, thank you, Carl. We love you, man. Uh, and stay tuned, everyone, to the Patreon of the week next week. Um, I'm not saying y'all got to step up, but come on. All right. <laughs> so uh, now to the to the main part of our show. Uh, we brought on. Uh, these two fantastic creators tonight, Stephanie and Meg, because they were part of creating something that has been really just special in the way it's it swept across the, the Star Wars online community lately in a way that is truly needed and the way that, I don't know, has, has really created a nice safe haven for a lot of people that have been needing one. Uh, so I want to turn it over to, to you two uh, to just tell our audience, first of all, what is Project Stardust? And how did it all start? Uh, I can go first. Um, so Project Stardust is um, a website that we built to celebrate underrepresented voices in the Star Wars fandom. So there are a lot of people in this fandom who, uh, as hard as they might try to um, create things and have a voice and you know voice their opinions and um, have a safe space to do that, um, there are just too many people who don't have that. Um, so we decided to create a website where anyone who, um, feels like they don't have that voice 
can submit something, um, whether that be art or an article or um, a video, maybe someday eventually, um, just to talk about and celebrate like what you love about Star Wars. We are all about celebrating everything about Star Wars that we love. And um, we uh, started doing that because um, it started with uh, me just realizing that women don't uh, just don't get as many opportunities to um, write about Star Wars and talk about Star Wars. Um, and so I started uh, working for a Star Wars website um, back in June, I think. It had to be June for reasons. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, I saw that uh, this site was hiring writers and I kind of just jumped at the chance to do that. And he kind of, uh, we talked back and forth for, a bit and then he was like do you want to you know run editorial for my whole site um and the reason that was important to me is because uh any woman in um fandom let's say who gets a chance to have that kind of leadership role is creating another opportunity down the road for another woman to do the same thing for if sure. i'm hired to edit or be an editor at some point i might have the opportunity to hire another woman and that's really important because we just don't it just doesn't happen enough. Um, even if it doesn't seem like that's a thing, it is, I promise, trust me. <laughs> uh, so about five days into that job, um, the whole thing imploded. Um, <laughs> terrible, terrible things happened. We've talked, you talked about it on this podcast a little bit. Uh, we don't need to um, go too deep into all of those things again. But uh, that resulted in me um, going to a Facebook group I'm part of called the Galactic Vampire, um, which is just a bunch of uh, ladies and others who have this safe space on Facebook exclusively to do things such as vent about awful things that happen to us in the fandom, as I did that day, which I'd never done before ever. And don't, I try not to do it anymore, but I'm really glad I did it that day because uh, what started as a conversation about, um, you know, the world just being awful and uh, women not being treated right, or anyone for that matter, sometimes um, someone in the comments was like, well, I have a question. Why is there not a website for women by women? That's all about Star Wars. Why does that not exist? And even if it does exist, why is no one talking about it? And I was like, that's a great question. Someone should fix that. Um, and that and you don't have jobs and we're bored. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, I resisted at first. I was like, I don't want to do this. I have way mm. too many other things I have to do. But uh, it just ended up being one of those things where I was like, this is really important to me. I can't let this go. I can't say no. Um, so I kind of put a call out into that group. And I was like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this like, project does anyone want to help me and i expected like a couple responses at least 50 60 70 people replied and they're like i want to do it and i'm like oh no <laughs> it's actually happening i was not prepared for that mm -hmm. um but this is about around the time where stephanie got pulled into uh the chaos um so do you want to kind of go over the next stage of all the crazy things that happened <laughs> So basically from that, Meg just sent this like amazing group messenger chat to all of us. And 
as any messenger chat, it went a little crazy very quickly. And we sort of <laughs> went from like trying to organize this website to like fangirling about Star Wars all day mm-hmm. for like, it was probably a solid week or so. And then someone was like, well, why, why, what are, what are we, how are we doing this? Like what's going on? And you know, it's the summertime for an academic. So what am I doing other than supposed to be, you know, re- reading and writing a book? So I was like, okay, well, why don't we just start a survey? So I like threw together this Google form survey and I'll like never forget it Um, because it was just the basic sort of what do people want to do? What do people want this project to be? Um, We all want this sort of space that we give other voices um, a chance, whether they're our voices or we're pushing other people to use theirs. And it was this beautiful moment where everyone without like exception was talking about how we needed the space. And the space needed to be inclusive. You know, we needed to give space for queer voices, for BIPOC voices, for people that just found Star Wars, you know, and then for the people that have been around since 77. And like that just represents the team as a side note there. Um, So we threw it all together and then we had all of these great ideas. And we eventually were like, guys, we can't just stay in Messenger because we're doing like every conversation about Star Wars ever in this Messenger while trying to plan a website. Um, so then Meg and I like started talking because I think Meg disappeared with work for like, what was it, two hours? And then suddenly we're doing this form and we're trying to sort things out and we come back to it. Like, okay, well, we need a Facebook group. And then Facebook group ended up being like a team Slack. Um, and the team Slack averages like a thousand messages a week yep. just to give some insight to like how this team just became this thing. And once you hit Slack, you never go back. That nope. is... <laughs> It's official. (laughs) The week we launched, I think it was like 2,700 messages in those seven days. Um, And it was just sort of everything from I hate mornings to Star Wars to what was going on with social media and some of the um, pushback we were getting, Um, as well as like we now have a memes like channel um, for silliness uh, and several things. But then it just sort of it just snowballed really. And we divided it up. We said, okay, everyone start writing. We wanted like a certain number of things before we launch. And I remember it getting to August and Meg and I having like our first, like, all right, what are we doing meeting? What's coming out? And just talking about like the team and all of the articles that were coming. And they suddenly started appearing in the Slack. Um, and just that excitement. And it just, it's really snowballed from there. Um, we've got an amazing team. We're still about 30 strong. Um, Meg and I trying to like organize everyone and everyone being like we want to do this and that and we're like yes but also you've given us 10 article ideas and we need all 10 of them now thank you um, right. so <laughs> like because like when so, and so we've tried different organize, organization strategies and sort of the ins and outs of it but it's really um become this thing where we see someone wa- uh, wanting to write something on twitter or on social media and we're like someone grab this person bring them in mm-hmm. um we are accepting just side note here um pitches so if you have ideas uh we do um exclusively publish female femme and non-binary voices um just to give a space for those who have felt that their voice wasn't valued for whatever reason um and it's just been this wonderful sort of spark of joy that I think happened this summer for all all of the team in a way that none of us saw coming when Meg posted that first rant which I like we constantly I'm like thanks Meg for that rant um 
both thank you for the extra work and thank you for doing it. Um, and it's just sort of, it's grown from there. And we're looking forward to what's coming next with the website when I don't want to throw my computer and WordPress across the room. Um, yeah, yeah. If oh, anyone no. that's WordPress <laughs> knows, WordPress is the devil, it's evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, before uh, we talk more about this, I want I want to give you guys a chance to plug a couple times throughout the show. Uh, if people do want to submit um, ideas, where is the best place for them to do that? Email, Twitter, what's the, how can they do that? So we have like all of the details on the website. So if you go to the projectstardust.org um, and the contact us, there's a pitch thing and it breaks down the different types of articles, reviews, um, art options that we have at the moment. We're hoping to expand some of that. I know Meg mentioned video earlier. Half of our team is like, can we do video now? And we're like, not yet. Uh, one day, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Um, so you can send us there or you can send us an email at theprojectstardust at gmail.com uh, and one of us will answer and get back to that. Um, we sort of look at pitches every week or so. So if you just sign it for people who have put in pitches and we haven't responded, we're working on it. Um, because we usually have to check with our team to make sure no one has said something or, you know, if there's a place for um, collaboration um, between an external writer, a guest writer and one of our team, we try to pair those up as well. Um, and if you're a new voice and you want to write and you've never written before, we have loads of team members who are on it and are happy to chat about ideas, development, as many drafts as you need to get it to what you want it to be. Um, to accurately capture your ideas. We have sort of the full range of come chat to here's an article, it's ready. Can an editor check it for proofing um, that we're ready to sort of handle from guests and the team knows that editor editors are on standby all the time. That's yeah, awesome. I just, I just want to say too, it's like really good stuff too, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the, 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 the intellectual discussion in a lot of the content that stardust is putting out is like it's really up there and like i i definitely believe that it's some of the some of the best pros on the internet in regards to star wars in my opinion like the discussion is like it's heavy like it's hard hitting it's politically relevant like it's really good stuff check it out and uh like we're super proud to see like another voice in the community for sure yeah. Yeah, I mean, from the time that Meg first told us this was happening, like, it, it, it was fun to, like, see, you know, hear what it was like on the inside, because a lot of it was, like, Meg popping into our, our Slack and being like, things are happening. <laughs> You'll see soon. That doesn't Bye. make it all. <laughs> and it was, it was awesome. And, and I got, so, so I, I actually have two questions. One, Stephanie, is that the Her Universe Ahsoka bangle? Yes. Excellent. Those are great. Uh, two, <laughs> not a sponsor. Uh, yes, <laughs> Ashley. Hi, thanks for listening. Please, um, please. Right. Uh, but, but also, um, on on that note, you know, when when all that content first came out, like Corey was saying, we we found the the quality so high because there there are so many things people can say about Star Wars. People have been saying things for forty years, whether it's an opinion here or there. But why do you why do you folks think that the stuff Stardust puts out is I don't want to set you up to sound it's so good. Just frankly, like what do you think puts your content up apart from just like, you know, here's a trailer recap. That's just this. Like why, why do you guys think that Stardust is so well equipped for that kind of analysis? Part of it, I think is we've created an environment like within our Slack, first of all, where if someone uh, has an idea 
first of all, they feel safe and comfortable to kind of put it out there and say like, mm -hmm. what do you guys think of this? Knowing that that idea is not going to get judged too harshly, or we're not going to just say, no, you can't do that. There's going to be a discussion. There's going to be like, oh, what about this? Or you could do this instead, or that's a great idea. Go do that thing. It's building confidence. Mm -hmm. So when we do that, and when we say, this is a great idea, go for it. There's motivation there to kind of, for that writer to say, they think this is a good idea. I'm very passionate about this. I'm going to work really hard on this. I'm going to put all of my heart and soul into what I want to say in this article. And that's why they come out from the heart because they are. I and building that. on that too, there's this sense of, I think within the team that these are things that need to be said that yes, we're hitting the hard hitting stuff. Like we want, we don't want to cause controversy, but it feels like every other article that we put out causes some sort mm -hmm. of controversy mm -hmm. and it's stuff that needs to be said. And I think it's stuff that needs to be said because we love Star Wars. And so, you know, when we're talking about gatekeeping, when we're critiquing the ideas of bullying um, and sexism, we're doing it because there's a stake here and it's mm -hmm. our stake in the fandom. It's the future of the fandom you know, the things that we love the most are the things that are in some ways the easiest to critique, to talk about. So I think just that passion for Star Wars that our team has had, you know, for decades um, is finally has an outlet for it to happen in. And I think, I don't know how it happened or what luck in the universe sort of got together and was like, we're going to do this for this team. But the team just gelled very early mm -hmm. um, and it sort of from the get go, there was no like, oh, we're not talking about that. It was like, can we, can we talk about this? Can I say this? And it was like, yeah, someone needs to. So why aren't you the one? And that's something I think we're seeing with some of um, the guest writers that I am working with at the moment um, who are saying things that need to be said. Mm -hmm. And they're saying things that need to be said in such a way that you see and you hear their passion for Star Wars and you see the worry of some of the stuff that's happened. And, but there's a bravery there to say it, even though that they know there's gonna be pushback. Um, one of the things that I credit Meg with very much is you know um, creating that atmosphere of like, hey, trolls are out, um, ignore them. And then, immediately we start joking about something or someone puts in a meme. Um, Baby Yoda memes are very popular in the um, startup Slack. As well they should be. Uh, as our prequel ones, to be fair. Um, so <laughs> there's just that sense of like, we're a team, we can say what we want. Mm -hmm. um, and there's also the sense that I don't think Meg and I have anything that we would say no to. I mean, I'm gonna put an asterisk there because someone's gonna like- <laughs> And the emails like, fly in. <laughs> yeah, like someone's gonna, just like asterisks, uh, you know, we do try to keep it like family friendly, um, but it, it is that sort of thing of like, well, the sexiest Dio scenes in the Rise of Skywalker. Oh, you will no. not believe the third one. <laughs> also, like we do have an NSFW Slack <laughs> chat um, because, like, amazing. Who doesn't in their like project chat? Yeah, um, that's just mine and Corey's <laughs> personal DMs. But no, yeah, say, I hear Eric, you. We're, we're not allowed to have that in our Slack. It'll, that'll get out of hand really fast. <laughs> oh, ours does, but it. it comes back around um but yeah i think there's just the sense that it all met at the moment where everyone had things to say and meg just said like let's have a space for it so mm -hmm. we did it like at the end of the day i'm like meg had this idea and we did it like i don't know what magic happened yeah. but something happened yeah what do you what? uh what, what do you guys think like maybe the sort of common 
shared experience you all have is that unified you? Like, what what is it that brought your team together that made you so like you're talking about like culture in a lot of ways, like a uh, like team mm-hmm. culture, which is something I'm like super passionate about. Like, I, I've really done a lot of work on our own team to like try to foster this as well. But like, what do you guys think is the the common factor that that makes it work so well? Like, and I guess sort of a follow up to that is like what what does your community see in that that makes makes them want to to dive in so hard so meg do you have ideas uh if you do you can go first um (laughs) i think the big idea of you know we have something all in common it's that we're women fems and non-binary people who love star wars like that is the literally the only overarching thing um we've had so many conversations about how we all come from different backgrounds different school experiences different life experiences but it's that love of star wars at the end of the day and this idea that you know we have to speak up we have to see if we see something that's wrong we have to say something like those are the like couple things that immediately come to mind when it comes to the culture um and yeah like i feel like that's a non-answer but like it's a very basic like we love star wars and we want to make the world a happy place and this is how we're doing it sort of thing i think most days uh we had our first team zoom call on launch day that was launch day right man that was a day um i think it was launch day i know i think you know what i think it was because at one point um i was kind of sitting there and i was like this has been a long day i've been awake since too early um so yes it it was okay cool uh so we had our first team zoom call and this is the first time we were all meeting like actually face to face um and not everyone could be there but a lot of us were and it didn't like we didn't plan this but for the first 15 20 minutes all we ended up doing was showing off our collections to each other um showing off our books or our uh funkos or our art um, everyone was just carrying their laptops all around their houses saying like, oh, here's my thing. Here's this thing. Um, and that kind of was a moment for me where I was like, oh, we all just love Star Wars. And we all ha- have find so much joy in celebrating and showing off the things that we love. Um, and I think that's really what brought us all together and what uh, prompted a lot of them to uh, respond to me when I reached out to everyone was like, oh, you want to create a space together that's just about making Star Wars fun and good and a place where other people can also enjoy it. Um, that's really, we need that in this fandom a lot, mm-hmm. um, for some reason more so now than ever. And uh, that's the one thing I think that really holds us together is like just realizing we're all here for, we all have the same goal, which is like, yeah, things happen and we have to speak up and we have to, um, you know, say how we feel about things, but it's all for the purpose of making the Star Wars fandom a better place. Yeah, and, and on and on that, I want to ask you guys something. A follow up about the the speaking up idea of it, right? Because, I mean, obviously, we are all in Star Wars because we love it, and it and it is something that brings joy away from. You know, different parts of life, whether that be your your normal day job, whether it be harsh friends or family dynamics, whether it be the everything about 2020 like whatever it is star wars is supposed to be like this lovely oasis and sometimes it's not so um i want to ask like some of us like me and Corey, 
previously have looked uh, in Meg's like Twitter d- threads for a day, and I've like wanted to like bathe in acid. Um, <laughs> so uh, and like not that any of those people deserve any more seconds of our time here, so they shall not yeah. get it. But I want to ask, how do you for for some other like especially um, feminine binary listeners, how do you keep up like that sense of joy and love and and stuff while still being able to be like I need to call out this trolling if I see it yet my own mental health does at times necessitate me not seeing it at all like how how does that balance exist in 2020 when we're kind of all plugged in all the time for me it's definitely a process um I'm still figuring it out like there have been days where I've been on Twitter and responding to things when I shouldn't have been um because you shouldn't always have to feel like you have to be there and responding and active constantly. Uh, also for me though, um, doing whatever I can to support anyone in the fandom who's having a rough time, especially if it's like public, like on Twitter, uh, that uh, makes me feel like I'm doing something. Um, a lot of times when you see this stuff happening, you're like, well, what can I do? I don't feel like I'm doing enough. What do I do here? If I can reach out to someone uh, in a private message or something and kind of say like, Hey, are you okay? Do you need anything? Um, I'm here if you need to vent. And sometimes they will, and sometimes they won't. And like, there's always a point where I'm like, you know, I can give you my time, but also not all of my time. Um, just little things like that. I think if I can support people as much as I can, and then kind of take those moments where I'm not on Twitter for Honestly, I can't make it more than a few hours, but I try. Um, <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, it, you have to... Yeah. How do we do this? I I think we're all still figuring it out, honestly. Well, one of the things I, when the first big kerfuffle happened, which was <laughs> our launch, like we had nothing out and people were like coming for us and we're like, okay, what else? Um, part of that was us figuring out what how we wanted to do that as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, Meg and I were doing the Twitter. Um, Anna still runs our uh, Instagram, and I'm constantly amazed at her Instagram skills. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to her there. Uh, but that moment where it was sort of, I'm trying to respond because I want to engage, and then realizing that some people don't care mm-hmm. about like good faith engagement, and then you know, find like once you realize that, feel having the freedom to sort of say, I'm not like, you don't like, I don't owe you my voice. This is something that is very much a passion project for all of us. Like this isn't our job. This is something that we love. So we wanted to do it. So figuring out that like, yes, we want to have these conversations, but we're not going to engage if the conversations are going to hurt our team. Sure. Um, and something that, you know, our very first conversation Meg and I had, um, when things were just getting off was like, we know that this is going to get pushed back. We knew it from the start and saying, we don't care about that as long as we can protect our team. As long as that, like, you know, Meg and I are the ones taking the brunt of it. Like we feel better. Um, and then when, with, you know, when it comes for someone on our team, as it does, um, more than I think sometimes they tell us, mm-hmm. um, saying we're here for you. Like, what do you need us to do? Do we need to make jokes right now? Do we need to send you virtual hugs? Do we need to like go on a blocking spree? Like what, what has happened? How do we protect the team? How do we protect those voices? Um, We are working for voices that are underrepresented and part of that is naturally going to have pushback. So how do we protect those underrepresented voices that we're putting out there? 
Um, and some of that's just muting. Um, if it gets into violent language, which we've seen, that's block, report, that sort of, you know, basic Twitter things. Mm -hmm. um, but also coming back and saying, what do you need to our team? Um, but also like, just to like talk about how amazing the team is again, because I love these girls. Um, and NBs is this idea that, you know, they knew what Meg and I were seeing because they were, they were like, oh, what are you seeing? How can I engage? And then like them coming back to us and being like, no, no, how do we take care of you? Like the two of you are seeing this, like they're coming from Meg. How do, how do we take care of you? And how do we block these voices and that sense of community? Um, and I think that all comes back to both the passion and the desire to have these conversations and to say this, but in a way that facilitates, um, a positive interaction and you know we had a um skype like our second or basically our second zoom um where we all just made the decision sort of collectively and accidentally that we were going to laugh about it you know we're not going to be able to prevent some of this um so at the end of the day we decided that our catharsis for it was to laugh mm -hmm. and like to complain about it yes but to come back into the slack and make jokes once we were ready um, and I think that's something that's like, hey, this thing's going on, but we're not engaging, just so you know. Also, here's this really funny thing I found, and can we talk about the new merchandise? So there's that as well, that balance, I think, is part of it, too. Yeah, and I mean, I, 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 I love hearing about that, that kind of coping, because I think that's what communities are for. They're to enjoy things together. They're also to help deal with hard things together. and. And on that, I actually want to, like, now s take that swing and go back up and ask the two of you something um, as we're getting near the end of the hour here about the Star Wars community in general. Because as we've said this show, there's so many great things coming out. I mean, next week, we, we here are going to start talking about Thrawn Ascendancy Chaos Rising, which has been sweeping everyone's little serotonin bubbles that I've talked to, which has been great. Um, but I want to ask the two of you, aside from... Um, some of the articles you've been putting out. Are there any other things in Star Wars right now that trolls be damned? You are just freaking loving. That is just every day, whether it be those Baby Yoda memes or whether it be a book or comic or like what is just what's what's filling you up right now? Yeah, um... all of it. Like, can I say that? Can I say yes! all of it? Yes, I don't you can. like, it's, like it's anything great. Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Like, um. I mean, my big thing coming back is I love seeing all of the art and like the pens mm, and the sort mm -hmm. of fan-made merchandise because there's so many creative people within this fandom. And whether, you know, it's a Raylo pen or it's an Ahsoka print, whatever it is, I love seeing how people throw that together and are just like, here's this cool thing I created and then seeing the rallying around that. Mm -hmm. So sort of the fan voices, um, the unofficial fan voices that we see, I think that's something that like every day it's like, you know, if other people can deal with it, then so can we, um, and let's like promote those. Also like just going from that, like project Stardust, like the Slack, every time someone has a pin drop, they in inevitably end up in the Slack and it's a problem for like half the team. God, my, um, the, the, the walls in my apartment that have pin boards and now Funko shelves. And, and now I have like three places that don't have art. And I'm like, I don't know what it's going to be. I'm like paralyzed <laughs> with indecision because of that stuff. Like It's so good. I am excited for uh, season two of the Mandalorian, uh, like the show itself. But for some reason, I'm really enjoying all the speculation that's happening right now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, normally, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this, but like, I think at this point, we're all so starved for just content in general. Like, there no movies, shows are what's happening with those, who knows? Um, I think having the show coming up, knowing that it has a premiere date, knowing, you know, we have a countdown, um, just listening to everyone kind of say like, oh, is, you know, who's this person? And is, is this character going to show up? And it's really just, it's exciting to be excited about something, especially that it happens to be Star Wars. So that's yeah. fun. It is kind of cool to see something like The Mandalorian that has united the not the world. Sure, the world. It's united the world. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna. Sure, why not? Let's go for it. Uh, like that. Everyone doesn't matter if it's like your aunt that stole a Disney Plus password from someone knows who Baby Yoda is. Like it, it's kind of cool that something like that is so universally loved. Uh, and I can't believe it's it's next month. Like it's we we're here. We made it. Uh, and it's before the election. Uh, a couple updates uh, before we do all of the last plugs. Um, Wes, I want to give you a congratulations for the continual beautiful running of Utini Game Night. It's been such a fun thing on this Twitch channel. And a huge shout out to our very own Emma, who during her stream last week got 35 concurrent viewers thanks to a raid from Molly Damon. So thank you so much to Emma, to Molly, to everyone that tuned in last week for Emma's awesome gameplay. Wes, what do we got this week? Okay. Well, speaking of, that was really awesome by what Molly had done. That raid um, got a lot of us, a lot of new attention to to Utini game nights that either, it's every week, so it's usually either a Wednesday or a Friday, but um, it's a, it's just a way for us to unwind, play some Star Wars games, get some get some chat talking or whatever, but um, we really enjoy interacting with the uh, with our followers and with that jump in followers. It was it was really uh, it was really fun to watch Emma talk with all those people that were there. So that was great. Um, so this week this week is kind of special. Um, Heather and I have taken off of work on Friday because Star Wars Squadrons is coming out or releasing on uh, midnight on uh, on Friday. So we're going to go live at midnight to start playing Squadrons. We'll hopefully have some of our uh, Utini patrons um, join our squad, I guess. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stream live at midnight on Friday um, because <laughs> a we really want to play the game. B took <laughs> off work, so I have nothing to do. And C there's a a lot of people will watch these streams um, for game reveals or like right when a game comes out just to see if they want to buy it or not. So if they watch me play, then I would like an extra <laughs> income boost from <laughs> EA. Or you, you are now spending. I'm, Ut- you're I'm, spending I'm, PTO <laughs> on Utini now. You're now spending yes, your actual exactly. time. <laughs> I mean, I took off my hard-earned days that I should just be relaxing. To, to play video games. Let's be know, honest. Do some, some Utini work. Well, All right, yeah, that's right. That's true. That's true. And then I, I have like a, I have a vet appointment the next day for my dog. Well, but it's not awesome. Like and and so I, cool. I truly hope, uh, Heather, uh, if you're listening or watching right now, uh, I, I hope that you will not be sleeping for 24 hours beforehand so we can get the most authentic Heather experience oh my God. Uh, possible. <laughs> oh 
Uh, <laughs> Wes, so I'm going to need you to find it. One of those Heather. sensor buttons, like, like somewhere. <laughs> we can just loop that directly into the Twitch and just... It's going to have to be quick on the fly for Heather. <laughs> well, if you are I'm listening to this something. on the Patreon feed, that is tonight, then. Uh, at midnight, uh, you can see Wes and Heather hanging out. And, of course, those are up on Twitch for about a week afterwards. So go check that out afterwards. Uh, another shout out to our Legends Look Back crew. Jared and Freddie are going through some Thrawn stuff lately. Thanks to Thrawn Ascendancy Chaos Rising. Of course, they're going through Air to the Empire. Uh, started last week. I know Cheryl was a huge fan of that. And they are live on Twitch every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Conjure Book Club is in full swing with Timothy, Adam, and Patrick going through Bloodline by Claudia Gray. And Dark Disciple next by Christy Golden was voted on uh because it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's a really great book. Um, and be sure to check that out. I need to actually pull up another app on my uh, my little iPad here. Because, y'all, I have promised the three people that actually care that I would give a Utini Fantasy Football update. Yes! <laughs> yes, everyone. Uh, for those of you who do not yes. know, our Utini crew, <laughs> um, a few of our staff, and a few of our friends are in a fantasy football league together. I am not doing well. But you don't care about that. You want to know who's doing well. Uh, I am pleased to say last week, uh, love of my life, my partner Charlie, he does a ghost crew with me, uh, got the most points in our entire league. Um, I'm not jealous at all. <laughs> it's fine. It's great. Uh, very proud of her. She did really great. And this week, as I'm looking at the league right now, it looks like our high scorer is Darkside1523. That's right. Tyler himself um, on the team. So congratulations to you two. There's Monday Night Football that should be starting in five minutes. So that's your teeny fantasy update for the three of you that care. <laughs> All right. There's going to be a trophy at the end of this year. i got to make a trophy. i got to make a physical Sorry. trophy Sorry, that we funny. can ship around the world. <laughs> I think that's going to be fun. There it is, baby. Championship let's, belt. That's how you do it. Last couple things uh, before we get on out of here and let um, Stephanie and Meg tell you all about the Stardust Hanging Outs. Patreon, everyone. We are less than $20 away. From the I Jedi live read by Corey Helton. Corey, you were gone. You didn't think we forgot. <laughs> Me, I didn't think you forgot. Listen, I'm not like fifth day of being on vacation. These assholes at Utini, they sent me an entire box full of I Jedi books. An entire box. Like, I literally opened it. It's like, I don't know if you can see it. They have a whole flipping stack of I Jedi. That's what I get for saying like, a couple weeks ago that I don't have, I don't even own the book. There's no one's going to buy it for me. So. Utini sent me a whole bunch of them, but I have to give a special <laughs> shout out to the most committed of all jokers, Cheryl. I think I think Cheryl's in our chat. Yes, yeah, she, she is. is. Cheryl sent me a hardcover copy of I Jedi. Oh, I'm not sure how she landed that. And she mailed it all the way from oh. Canada. All right. So you people, yeah. you people you take some notes, you bunch of cheapskates. Like you sent me freaking paperbacks. <laughs> Hardcovers are where it's at. All right, that, that, that one I'm going to keep. I'll give the rest of those away or burn them or something. Or burn them, yeah. I was going to say. Uh, well, everyone, if you want to see Corey reading live from Cheryl's hardcover, again, utini.com/slash/patreon, patreon.com/slash/utini. I'm not excited there. about this. Oh, I, I could not. I couldn't be more stoked. Uh, you'll get access <laughs> to all of our extra content, including the Ghost Crew, the Star Wars Rebels show from me and the Fantasy Wizard herself, Charlie. Uh, and, of course, we have the Conjure Book Club recorded episodes are up there. Legends Look Back is now in its own podcast feed. Um, but if you're a Patreon, Patreon, I think it still goes to that feed normally. 
Uh, you get Lightspeed Skipping, which is coming out every other week. And then, of course, Bounty Hunt when The Mandalorian comes back out in October. All right. Before we do our social plugs, Stephanie, Meg, one more time. First of all, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was this was so nice to hear about this beautiful piece of Star Wars in a time when we could use every bit of light and beauty that we can. So thank you for creating this place and continuing to produce such awesome content, which is still coming up all the time. Where can our listeners find Stardust? Where can they find you personally? What's going on? Uh, you can find all of our content at project-stardust.org. Um, and you can get to our socials from there. Uh, you can find all the things. And you can find me um, on Twitter, even though I shouldn't be there as much as I am, <laughs> at Meg Dowell. Preach. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter, um, Instagram, all of it is at Stephanie Eloise. Um, and you can also, from the Project Stardust um, Instagram and from our Twitter, you can find some of our team as well for those that are on socials. Um, so it's all linked there. Love it. Well, uh, I, I do hope that everyone listening, everyone watching, go check out Stardust and their content. It's, it really is such high-quality stuff, and we'll get so many more thoughts in your head about parts of Star Wars you may not have thought about in a while. Um, we do also have a Project Stardust channel in our Discord over at utini.com slash Discord where all the articles come up. Uh, you can talk about all things going on in Stardust. We have a special Stardust emoji that uh, Jose put together. So uh, throw that everywhere. Throw that in every channel. Every channel needs Stardust emojis uh, this week forward. I'm, I'm going to see them. I'm going to see them. I trust you all. But on that, that is going to do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you are already supporting us over on Patreon, head over to Discord and join the Aftermath After Show video channel right now to hang out for the After Party. Our $5 patrons get to listen. Our $10 patrons can join. A special thank you to Cheryl Bell, Alec Householder, and Patrick Ortiz and our Jedi High Council, Kyle Hickman and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command for their amazing support of this show and all things Utini. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey's at Doc Star Wars MD. Charles is not here, but he's at C. Hankel. And Wes is at Boss Wes. And of course, all the Stardust affiliates we talked about. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor and host of Cantina of Comics on YouTube. Our amazing editor, uh, and also Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire, and Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Corey, Wes, Stephanie, and Meg for podcasting with me tonight. Thanks to all of you for hanging out. And as always, may the force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars fan code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the Force be with you.